You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Hello. Hola. Como estas? How are you? Thank you for listening to Carly's Couch. Thanks for joining Alexia. That's me. And Carly. That's me. (laughs) Turn to a cheesy sitcom opener now. (laughs) Um, We hope everybody's doing well. We're excited as we get close to our 100th episode Mm -hmm. of Carly's Couch. And we're doing a live episode for that day, which is, what's that Monday? I think it's 17th. Oh, the 17th? Okay. So the the 17th 17th is the day that we're doing our live episode. Um, And so we want you to for sure listen then. And we want to thank everybody who's going to be calling in because we're going to take it to the Frasier style and have people come and join us on the couch. So it should be exciting. I'm pretty excited to talk to people, actually, and see what happens. I'm super excited um, because, you know, a lot of y'all been rocking with us for a long time, 100 episodes. It's Like I said, one of the most consistent things I've ever done. And it's cool to hear the questions and the topics and the things that you want our opinions or thoughts or, you know, outlook on. So I'm super, super excited. Please join us. If you haven't, subscribe for our email list, carlyscouch.com. Follow us on social, which I'm sure most of y'all do, but, you know. Yep. And also continue to leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes and of course share the episode with others. So today, if you have ever kind of felt like agitated with, you know, trying to get to your goals or reach your goals, um, this should be a good episode for you and to share with other people who may have those similar frustrations. Um, Really, I noticed a secret that helped me be way more Um, progressive towards the things that I'm trying to do. And it's actually by not focusing on the outcome of that main goal. So today, Carly and I are going to talk about focusing on the process and going to kind of get into what that means. Whenever we think of topics for episodes, we look at our lives, we look at the things that's going on around us, um, in our communities, and our friend groups. And this is something that came up in one of our discussions. And I think it's so poignant because people so often it's, you know, have you set your goals? Do you know your goals for this quarter, for this year, for the next five years? But often we can get lost in the sauce when it comes to goals. So, you know, I'm excited to delve into why it's important to think about the process as opposed to the goals. So how often do you feel like you think about the process and and the things you have going on now? Um, I think I think about the process all the time, but it, it wasn't until recently that it became more of my main focus as to opposed of just being in the moment with it, if that makes sense. Like normally, I understand what you mean. Um, I used to be really goal oriented and outcome oriented. Like I needed this outcome to happen for something to be successful, or I was attached to how it how something had to look. And life has a way of humbling you to help you learn how to focus on the in between as opposed to just the peaks that you think are coming. So, what are some of those types of goals that? you've been like goal focused on or that have maybe changed to be more process focused? Um, An easy one, I think, to physically see is my body. Um, You know, I'm a trainer, I'm I'm a yoga teacher, I do all of these things and I have goals for my body. They're not like the main thing, but when I work out, like I wanna, you know, get to a certain way that my body looks, not a weight because I think that all that's bullshit, especially the BMI. So if you're super, super attached to that, just know it wasn't created for people of color. Um, But 
My body. And I think, you know, just learning to fall in love with actually working out and learning to see the little bitty progress, learning to see, you know, the strength growth, the growth in my endurance, my flexibility, just seeing what happens like along the way, as opposed to my body having to look this certain way for me to be comfortable with it or to be grateful or excited for it is probably the most physically um, visible example. Mm-hmm. But is it okay to have goals, though, in those spaces? Oh, absolutely. I think that goals give you a guiding point. They're kind of a North Star um, to where you want to focus your intention, and that helps you create those necessary steps to get there. But um, I think they're necessary, but that shouldn't be the only focus. Mm-hmm. So for everybody listening, kind of think about some of your main goals, what those look like now. And I would say to consider if you're focused more on the end result versus what you are actually doing to become that person or to to make that goal happen. Um, So right now we're going to go through some ideas for things that might like how you feel when you're focused on the end process um, or the end goal, rather the outcome. Uh, For me, one of the biggest things is sometimes I forget to break it down into pieces. So if I'm focused on this outcome, like, okay, I want to be this way, I want to be this way, I want to be this way, you know, you're just kind of obsessing around that goal. And sometimes you're not thinking about, well, what does that look like maybe from month to month or week to week or Mm -hmm. whatever it is Um, with growth of like a business, for example, you know, you might say, okay, I want to get to this end thing. Um, but like, what does that mean you have to do to get to it? So I think it, sometimes it allows us to set that North star, as you would say, but then we don't really, or we're not really taking the time to think about what that whole journey looks like. Exactly. And I think the journey is probably the most important piece. Um, another thing is whenever you're focusing just solely on that end goal or that next level, like you can get, it's easy to get discouraged with not being there. So it's like, man, you know, I really want to lose 15 pounds, but I've only lost two. And it's like, yeah, my body's progressing and I'm going to get there. But instead you're discouraged because you're not quite there yet. And I think we can all get get lost in that moment of not quite being there and forgetting to celebrate, you know, the progress of where we are. Yeah, you get more frustrated, I think. And maybe it's easier to spiral into that um, cycle of like, oh, I didn't reach my goal or I didn't make it or I'm not there yet. And kind of being in that like pity space and also being in that space of um, not feeling good enough because you haven't reached the goal yet. And so it kind of keeps you for- more focused on the fact that you're not something versus what you are. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, another one is it can be overwhelming if you are just focused on always leveling up and always having that next thing. And like this goal, if you're thinking of five years out, you want to be in all these places can be super overwhelming as to oppose just to just thinking about what you have to do to get there and how you can take steps today can be daunting even to think about how big your goals are in the future. Yeah. And it also, by thinking in the future all the time, that kind of leads you to be a little bit more anxious and have a little more anxiety because, again, you're always thinking about where you want to go or what you want to be. Um, and so it kind of takes you out of the present, I believe. And because of that, you get those feelings also of impatience and you want to see immediate results. And again, I think it, anything that takes you out of the present um, is probably not the right space to be in to grow in that thing because it's what you're doing today. You know, it's what you're doing Um, now and what you're doing, period, that's going to get you to actually accomplishing those goals that you have set. So again, we're like, you know, it's not not having goals, but it's how are you framing them in your mind and what's the narrative around them to help you actually be more effective with reaching it. Um, That's really like more of a better synopsis than I said at the beginning of 
why this is important to me and why process has been such a game changer um, because it's just a kind of a simple reframe on the same stuff. Um, but it allows my, my thoughts to be a little bit more positive, my thoughts to be a little bit more um, effective and actually helping me move forward. Definitely. And I think when you look, when you are so future oriented, like that anxiety that you were talking about, it, it almost feels out of your control. Like you can't, you can't make it happen today. And so you're kind of just here working at this thing. Like, like Atlas, is he the one who, no, he's the one holding the world. Who is the person pushing the, the rock up the hill? The big, I don't know. In Greek mythology, there's a person who like every day was trying to push this rock up this hill. And I think sometimes we can get, dang it, I'm going to think, if you know who that is, please let me know. Because I'm out here talking crazy. Um, but it can kind of feel out of your control. And, and then you give away your power, not knowing that you have that in the moment to, you know, be grateful for where you are in this part of the journey while still working towards those things. Like it doesn't make you any less than that you're not there yet. And I also think it makes you um, feel out of control in general because you're not in control. Like, if you want to weigh 120 pounds, like, you actually can't make that happen. Um, only thing you can make happen is what you're doing to be healthier or to lose weight or whatever, you know, that goal may be. But there's a lot of things that may be out of your control and or um, you may never be 120 because that's just never what you should be or can be. So sometimes that stuff's not in your control. And so to Carly's point, it's like now you're going to feel kind of helpless and hopeless because, you know, I can't quite reach that, you know, lofty goal that you have set. How did your perspective um, switch from focusing on your goals or focusing on where you want to be to the process? Like, did you have a moment where it was like, man, and something just kind of clicked for you or what did that journey look like? I'm not sure exactly now in hindsight, but um, looking back, I recognize that they're in different areas that I was trying to be more um, efficient in. It just kept, I just kept getting reminders that I need to break it down um, from, uh, what's his name? Brendan Bouchard's Habits book. I think he talks a lot about, you know, focusing on what's a process that you can actually um, do every day to focus on that because again that's what you can control like my financial guy if we talk about sales goals and different things going on it's okay but how many proposals are you gonna send out or how many calls are you gonna make because the goal to make x amount of sales isn't really in my control like what people sign or if they sign or whatever but what's my part and how does that break down into something you can do um, and then also with just I think the exploration into how some things have changed with my own habits and why, because, you know, the goal is more about what I need to change as far as who I am and how I'm operating. Um, not necessarily um, the focus being on what's the end goal, because I'm just not doing the things to get to that. So that's what I have to better understand is like, what does it take to make that happen? And now how can I do something you know, in my control on a more frequent basis to see that. And part of that kind of, for me, uh, turned into like becoming, you know, that type of person, in which case it's like, what kind of life do they live? And then you start to implement those different things. So I, I think the whole point of um, getting better with things or your own like personal ideas for success or greatness kind of come back to um, if you feel confident or if you feel good about yourself and the actions you're putting out there. And so to be focused on the process 
I can feel proud or I can always feel good because I'm doing something or I'm doing, you know, sticking to something. And that builds your self-confidence the more you stick to it. And then every time I realize, like, I'm like, man, I had a really good um, month or business growth or whatever is because I stuck to some kind of routine or plan um, that, of course, makes me move forward and progress because I'm actually making a step every day um, versus not really having that part, like, um, mapped out, really. I think that that's a great place to start. Uh, how you mentioned earlier, breaking things down into pieces, like more chewable pieces. One of my old bosses asked me one day, like, how do you eat an elephant? And I was like, first of all, not eating elephants, but um, he said one bite at a time. And it's really looking at these really big lofty goals and ambitions and things that we have, which are amazing to have and great guides for like what's in alignment for you, but figuring out how to break it down. But more importantly, like she said, every day, it's more of developing a routine, like sticking to this consistency to these little steps or not even little to, to diminish them, but these smaller steps, these more um, palatable pieces that you can do every single day to continue working towards it. Mm-hmm. So when I have been more focused on process in a lot of different spaces um, and not focused on a particular goal, I feel I do feel more confident. I feel like I'm in a place of more confidence because I know you know, to feel good today, all I have to do is check this thing off. And that's something in my power to do. So to just check this thing off, you know, I did it. Cool. Next day, just check it off. Next day, um, just check it off. So I feel like I'm in a more confident place um, when I'm focused on the process. Absolutely. And focusing more so on the behavior as opposed to the end result. So making the behavior, I like how you said earlier, you know, what what would that look like to be in this place, you know, where I want to be or to be this person that I want to be and, and having those behaviors be in your life? Mm-hmm. And then um, I think you just feel better, too, because now I know you may be thinking like, OK, so you're saying focus on the process. But what's different about, OK, I didn't lose the 15 pounds by Friday and oh, I skipped three days of going to the track, which is supposed to be my process or my routine. Um, and I think that the difference there is that you you have to learn to celebrate like what you did get done. And so if you have this process, um, you know, did you win at least two days out of the week, three days out of the week, four days? If you won at least four days out of the week, then you won the week. Um, so thinking of it more like that. Um, and also, you know, you do learn to be a little kinder with yourself or that is still important to be kind to yourself if you're focused on the process because there may be a day that you miss or um, something that you don't get done. But it's different because you still can see the progress. And so you're focused on um, just doing a little bit more, a little bit more without having to be worried about a, a number per se or just like what's your efforts. And you know that if you're focused on the process, then you did do your best. Like today, you know, if you walked a couple steps or if you walked 10 miles, like maybe that was the best you could do and the best effort you could put forward that day, which is really more so what we should be measuring that we did our best that day or that we put the effort that we could because sometimes you don't have that energy um, versus what did the end goal look like? Absolutely. Man, that made me think about my goal for last month. So in July, I was like, man, I want to run 50 miles. Um, I thought, <laughs> Did you? No. Uh-huh. And so I thought that I hadn't ran 50 miles, but according to my Nike Run Club app, I have ran 50 miles twice in a month. So shout out to me for that. But um, towards the end of the month, I realized that I was getting close and that I wasn't going to finish. And I could either like run 10 miles in a day or just chalk it up to 
fuck it, next month. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of, like, a little bit of anxiety because I was like, man, I said I was going to do this thing and I like to pride myself as a person of my word, mm-hmm. mostly to myself. Like, forget everybody else, but mostly to myself. But then I was like, Carly, is it really worth it to beat yourself up and kill yourself for this 50 miles right now when you know you're doing a lot of other things? Or is it okay to be like, you know what? I did my best with camp and with all these other things I had going on and I can do better next month. But knowing that I did my best this month and that's what I chose and I feel really good about it. Hmm. So I think that's a really good um, situation to use as an example because like, how do you come to that decision and how, how do you, how are you okay with that? Because on one side, you know, you can see people where it's like, all right, that's the time when you're supposed to dig deep and like, you know, you're going to feel even better if you do just get it done. And on the other side, it is like, bro, like I did a lot of other stuff. Like, I'm cool. Like, I feel good about this. So like, really, how do you get there? Yeah. Um. So I, I was doing really well at the beginning mm. of the month. Like I was like killing that shit. I was like, oh, I'm going to beat it with like five days to spare. Did not. <laughs> um. Sometimes I, that's what messes you up too. When you think oh, yeah, you're you get ahead. ahead. Like, yeah, that's the worst. Oh, that's the worst. I that's always, why you got to focus on the process because then you uh, get ahead and then you stop the process. And like, that's literally what happens. Like anytime I realize I didn't reach something, because I stopped the process, not because I stopped anything else. <laughs> and it's not because we can't do it, but, you know, life happens. So for me, in this instance, I realized that I only had like four days left in the month, maybe five. And I was like, fuck, I got to run like 25 miles in these like four or five days. And I could do it. I can do anything that I put my mind to. But what it really came down to, is it worth killing myself knowing that I have already committed to like four to five days of weight training a month, knowing that I have all these clients, I'm teaching all these classes that I'm already putting my body through all these things. Like, is this honoring myself or is it just to like assage my ego to meet this goal, this random ass goal that I just decided to set for this month. And what it came down to is what really is honoring myself and I decided not to, like, it was better for me to rest and to honor my body and not force it. Cause I'm in this whole place in my life where I don't force things and I would have been forcing it. And so if I ever feel like I have to force something, I'm like, Ooh, that's a sign that I just need to fall back. My ego can shut up cause I will run 50 miles in a month and it'll happen, but I will make sure that I'm committed to the process and that I don't end up skipping like a whole week of not running, which is how I got here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you say that overall you're more of a f- process focused individual or goal focused um like based off of the type of convo we're having I would say process focused but it's a learned process focused um I would say I am naturally or I guess socialized to be a goal oriented person but along this journey in self-love it's humbled me so many times to realize that I can't control anything and a lot of goals that I set end up getting met in different ways or I exceed them in doing things and if I'm so attached to how things have to manifest, I miss out on the joy of the present moment and of the learning because you're going to have a lot more valleys and in between time and working towards goals than you have peaks or mountaintops sometimes and I don't ever want to be so focused on reaching that peak that I miss out on living the rest of my life and enjoying each moment. But what's the difference from that and if you have a process that's still something you're saying you have to do every day and um like why would that be more enjoyable than having that bigger goal I don't know if it'd be more enjoyable I think we just have more of those moments and more of those days where we are like working towards something or you know being consistent and having to buckle down and so I want to make sure that those are just as enjoyable or I mean, not just as, but like, you know, enjoyable also. Like, I don't want to just be my head down, focus on this goal, like, so that I miss out on enjoying the process and all the things that it can teach me. 
Okay. I guess what I'm thinking is that you're saying you don't want to be focused on the goal, but like by having a process towards that goal every day, you are focused on the goal. So like you still, mm. you're still working towards the goal. Yeah. Um, what it, it's just what's different about it though? Oh, is is the perspective? Um, mm. Is the perspective it, it, instead of being attached to? Damn, you know, I haven't made my sales goal this month. Damn, I haven't made my sales goal this month. It's like, damn, okay, I got one more towards my sales goal. Okay, cool. Here we go. Like, or, keep working towards it. Or to, but that's goal focused. To be process focused would be, oh, but I made a call. I made a sales yeah. call every week. I sent, or I sent five emails yeah. every, today. Every, yeah, every week. I But I got, you know, this thing done every week. And so setting my goal for the month isn't as important as sticking to that process. Um, I was listening to something... I forgot what podcast it was, maybe yesterday or a couple of days ago. And the guy said that companies have found that they're they're more successful if they create, um, what do you say, lower like daily things to hit, like goals for people to hit, because that keeps people's morale mm-hmm. good. Um, and he says measure lower activity, but then like quarterly higher like um, output mm. because of, you know, once they hit it, it's like, all right, you got in the flow. If your goal is like, all right, today make at least five calls and you're a salesperson and that's all you do is you're on the phone all day, then all right, boom, 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 you get that first five and now you're already in the zone to just keep going anyway. Um, and so I think people probably have to figure out what works best for them. And I think that we feel like we do better if we have this big lofty goal because it feels like we're working towards it. But in the meantime, I think what ends up happening is there's no benchmarks that we're like actually looking to hit on the way there. And so it's always just this big goal. Um, and so really think about like what that can look like. Um, so let's let's have a conversation about, you know, now that we're kind of explaining like what does it feel like to be process focused versus um, big goal focused or outcome focused rather, because I want to iterate that we're not saying not to have goals, Um but how can you become a process-focused uh, person? Um, thinking, so I think you have to start with your goal. So like like we said, there are like goals or outcomes or ideal situation, behavior, whatever that thing is. Um, and then start breaking that down into the pieces that it'll take to get there. Like what can that process look like? You gave a great example earlier um, you know, if you want to increase your sales, you might have a number or like a, either clients or money or whatever. But thinking about the actual process it'll take, if that's, you know, sending more client emails, if that's hiring a person so they can help you send more emails or t- or make more calls. So starting with your ideal like outcome or goal and breaking it down into pieces would be like my first step in thinking about the process. Mm -hmm. And one of my tricks for, and I've already alluded to this in this episode, but one of my tricks for understanding like what does the plan actually look like is to, to your point, have those actual results. Like what do I want to do? If I want to be a better writer as an example, or get better at a skill um, to actually think about and, or talk to research, whatever, if you can, um, what does that a writer do? Like, what, how does a writer spend their time? And maybe what that means is, okay, I need to write 20 minutes a day or I need to get a desk space set up or um, cleaned up so that I'm more inclined to sit down and spend a certain amount of time every day writing. Um, it might be a writer spends time out and about getting inspiration or jotting down notes or, you know, what does that look like? And so to learn more about... Um, 
you know, what our writer's process is. And that's where it's good to do research, like listening to podcasts where people are guests. I usually get a lot of insight from other people's stories in that way um, or from books, their autobiographies, or if they wrote like some kind of self-help book or anything like that um, to understand what their processes even look like. Do your best to like become that person that you're trying to work towards. Yeah, that brings me back to Preston's episode. I think I talk about it often, but, you know, he talks about Hero P and who he wants to be, and and that's how he checks his actions. And so once you understand, you know, what your goal is and if it's actually something that you want to do, thinking through what the behavior looks like, then thinking about how you can incorporate that into your schedule. Like what routine can you set for yourself? What schedule can you build? Like what are those steps that you can take every single day to to work in this process? Mm-hmm. Um, set a monthly thing, set weekly thing, set a daily if you need to or if you feel like you can. Um, I feel like we should give kind of some different examples because even in like your relationship or your, um, and by relationship I mean like with friends, family or whoever, um, there's ways I think to be process oriented as well, to have better relationships, to think about um, the things you're doing on a um, ongoing basis and not just like that one phone call or when you hit them up or, um, you know, et cetera. Um, I feel like a lot of times we're not making that open space to be that person. And then once we unlock that, that's when we realize like the process and like, oh yeah, like I have to actually be open to certain things moving in this space for me to actually grow in it. Um, and so do some self-assessment in that area for one. Do you have an example of that? Like in your own life? Um, with relationships specifically, um, I would say yes in that, um, I think it's easy a lot of times when you're having, um, an issue with another person to be like, oh man, like, um, yeah, there, it's just, you know, they're going through something or they seem kind of, um, like they're miserable or they're this or they're that. And I think we find yourself trying to, um, WebMD the other person instead of just like actually just being open, giving the space. It's like one of those things where if you love somebody, like actually you have to just show that. You can't just keep trying to convince them, but I, you know, but I'm giving you space or but I this, but I that, but I that. And it's like, that's not doing the thing. Um, so I feel like I, I found in a lot of spaces where if I was talking a lot about something, like a person who's talking a lot about, well, my boundaries is this, doesn't have boundaries. So it's like, how, how are what are those things that I was like talking about more than actually doing and recognizing in the time and in the space? Like, oh, this means like if I have this boundary, I, I'm not answering this right now or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And that's a process that you can stick to. Mm. I, I don't think I've ever thought of like the process like consciously when it comes to relationships. So that's, I'm like, oh, I'm intrigued. I need to like sit down and think about that. Maybe, but I don't know. Well, because, so what's a goal with relationship? That's really what it would be. Mm -hmm. Is like, what would people usually have a goal for if it's like, I want to be in a relationship? Um, it, that's a good goal that somebody would have. Or um, or even like, I want to be married or, you know, all of those types of goals, like with another person or some kind of relationship-based thing. Okay, so if I want to be in a relationship, then again, you see how that's like, mm -hmm. now I can assess like, all right, how open am I actually to certain things or recognizing what is it that I'm looking for? And then now thinking about myself, um, I think it starts to be clear that now you're in a space for that things to actually happen that you're looking for. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great thing. And I have a goal like with 
like right now is to focus on myself and on giving myself what I need. And that requires me figuring out what I want in all of the areas of my life. But then next is my friends and the next is my community. So I'm going to be using that to think through what some of those processes can give to me. And then also, like you said, setting like weekly or daily like checks or reminders to make sure that I'm, you know, tracking on my process. Yeah, I think with any goal we have, because we're kind of clear on like certain goals that we have with any any of them, um, there can be a process that you incorporate. Mm -hmm. And so... I would say that, um, you know, think about what those goals are for you and how many of them you, you're like, oh, yeah, I do have kind of a process for this. And where others you might be like, oh, yeah, I'm just saying like, man, I wish I had a man, I wish I had a man, I wish I had a man. But doing that just kind of puts you in needy space where that doesn't really happen for you in that way. Um, so assessing like in what places you can have a better process or incorporate a process um, is my goal for like what I'd want you to think about from listening to this episode. So do that. And then um, add us at Carly's Couch, at Lextopia, at CC Fierce on Instagram, Carly Carpio on Twitter. Let us know, you know, what are some areas that you can be more process oriented or what do those processes look like for you? And Carly has a shout out for us today. I do. Let me grab it. I'm excited. Okay, so... Um, it's really cool whenever you meet friends and you realize that they're dope, but then they have all of these other layers and cool things that they've done or are doing, um, and to support them. So today the shout out is best damn hip hop writing, the book of yo by, uh, Travis Yo Phillips. It covers everything from hip hop's most interesting artists to hot button issues like sample clearance and the major label industry model. It is essential reading for anyone interested in hip hop and pop culture. And I thought this was dope because I met Yo whenever I went to Tulsa for a fire in Little Africa. And he was super dope. And I've been reading his articles and stuff. And then I saw somebody tweet him about his book. And I was like, wait, you have a whole ass book that I didn't know about? Mm -hmm. So I recently got it. Excited to read it. If you love hip hop, um, check him out. He's one of the writers for DJ Booth. Yeah, that's really cool, especially in an industry that um, black people dominate, but may need more information around um, what that process looks like of actually being in an industry or um, doing things in an appropriate way for the industry. So that's pretty cool. So shout out to Yo. I'm excited. And I told him he has to sign it. So, yep. And then our question of the week for you guys today is, dun, 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 dun. what stops people from understanding themselves? Oh, oh, that's a good question. Um, mm, so uh, a couple answers here. Self-awareness. So people not really taking the time to really get to know themselves like they haven't taken enough time to look through what they've been socialized to be or who they feel like they have to be or who what what expectations they're trying to meet in, for them to be in other people's lives so I say like maybe just not having taken time for that journey then also um it might be difficult to do some of the self-work that it takes to actually get to know yourself on that really intimate level so time and and effort and just maybe feeling like not looking below the surface, like feeling like you already know yourself, but not really like digging deep. Um, and I would say something that keeps people from understanding themselves is not acknowledging reality, um, how things actually make them feel and what they really want and um, acknowledging that this isn't it, this is it. I think a lot of times things happen and we try to make stories around it instead of recognizing that that's actually not a person that I want or that's not a thing that I need in my life. Um, and so by reassessing your relationship with things and actually understanding the reality of how something makes you feel or the space that you're in, 
um, can help you to make better decisions and to know more about yourself, to honor yourself. Ooh, allowing yourself to be. Mm. Wisdom. So um, if y'all have an answer to that question, let us know too. What stops people from understanding themselves? And we will see you next week.